everybody welcome back to another episode of brad and dylan take on the world in this episode we give you our top five most anticipated movies of the summer thank you so much for listening and as always enjoy the show hey guys welcome back to brian and dylan take on the world the two brothers from another mother the two bros <laughs> from a different hoe Oh, man. <laughs> I am your co-host Dylan, and I am joined by my other co-host and good dear brother from another mother, Brian. Hey, Dylan, um, and just to remind everybody, Mother's Day right around the corner. Get on those pro flowers. They don't sponsor us, but the uh, they are pretty much the easiest way to go. Yes, yes. So we're, we've resorted. We're not going to get sponsors. So we resorted to just giving free ads. Right, exactly. Know sound official so brian i am very excited for today's topic which is our summer preview but our top five movies we're most looking forward to that are coming out this summer but it's just easier to say summer preview, summer preview. that's I a like very that. long title um i i'm also incredibly excited it's nice too because it's gonna break up um we just had a movie review and then we're gonna do movie reviews for the next couple of weeks so it's a nice like all right guys here's here's what's coming up soon the coming attractions if you will for yeah. the podcast yeah we're, we've been very i guess you can say very marvel and going to end up being very marvel and disney heavy mm-hmm. uh last week this pretty much week. owns hollywood at this point let's be real yeah and then right after deadpool 2 which we will obviously be reviewing the weekend it comes out we then have solo the weekend after that mm-hmm so it's a pretty exciting week. So it's nice to get away from talking some superhero stuff. Yeah, well, uh, just a quick superhero thing. I don't think I told you yet. Uh, I saw Justice League this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, it's hard. I am a huge DC fan. Yep, same And here. I love the characters of Justice League. Same here. So I had no expectations going into it. So... I enjoyed it for what it was. Obviously, it's not as good as the Marvel movies, obviously. Um, and I already kind of thought it was going to be the worst thing ever. So I was pleasantly surprised, if that makes sense. I'm sure I'll get flamed for sharing this opinion. but Well, no, I think it's like I think it's an average movie, mm-hmm. which in this day and age of superhero movies, you can't have an average movie, right. yeah, especially yeah. with the Justice League. I think it was probably their second the the DCEU's mm. second best movie behind Wonder Woman. Yeah, I I liked it um, more than I thought I would, so I can definitely mm. see that. It's still not that great. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of flaws. Uh, I don't know the the tough thing about DC, and I was same here. I was always before even up until recently, I I thought I was always DC, always DC first, mm-hmm. Superman, Batman. It's just the MCU is just has done everything right. They yeah. like as you saw as we saw this this past weekend and the weekend before that that Marvel took how long was it like twelve years I that something like that like thirteen right. ten meticulous what? planning eighteen nineteen overall movies to get to Infinity War mm-hmm. and they're not even done telling the story they want to totally tell mm-hmm. so like they invested and took their time whereas. DC made a not great Batman versus Superman movie, mm-hmm. made a pretty bad Suicide Squad movie with right. like an abomination of a Joker. Although I think, right. uh, side note, I think Jared Leto could be a really good Joker, but I think mm-hmm. the Joker they were trying to do was just terrible. Yeah, if they have better material. And also, he's Joker. in, 
He's in like what, like five scenes? Yeah, he's in pretty... Suicide Squad. And so all like, the marketing. So underused and like now I like I think Jared Leto's Joker is just done. Like mm-hmm. I don't think they're going back to that. And then now there's like this wonky like how they're doing spin-off movies that have nothing to do with the mm-hmm. DC universe anymore. Like they're doing like a Martin Scorsese produced Joker movie starring Starring um, was it Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix yeah, is the that's Joker. What I heard too. That it had, which I like that a lot, but that mm. it has nothing to do with the rest of the of the of the DC universe. That now yeah. Ben Affleck wants out as Batman, so that kind of sucks. I like I like him as Batman. I did too. I didn't I, like. I, I think overall, I still prefer Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, if we can but, choose, I, no, I agree. <laughs> I thought he was really good. I thought he was more like comic book. Like Arkham, Arkham Asylum type mm. Batman, but now he wants out, so now they're gonna have to reboot the entire Batman series, which I mm. am kind of happy about, only because Matt Reeves, mm. who directed all the Planet of the Apes movies, mm. is helming that, and I think he's a really uh, good director. And rumor has it, trilogy, yes, like Planet of the Apes, very good, and he's he's now courting uh, Jake Gyllenhaal apparently to play mm. Batman, which I can get behind that as well. I love so, Jake Gyllenhaal; he's an I don't amazing know. actor. It's just, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to dive too deep into mm-hmm. DC today. Yeah, I mean, sorry, so I like to go sidetrack. But no, you got me going. Yeah. Um, no, I, but I, I agree. Justice League, it's like, it's, like a, it's like a decent, not good, not great movie. But mm-hmm. I'm glad you saw it because I do think it's a movie that people definitely should see. Cause it's still, it's better than other things that are out there now that mm-hmm. that people go and watch. So mm-hmm. I definitely think it was worth, worth, the, uh, worth the watch. But uh, also, right. I'm curious, did you think that the villain in that Seven was... Wolf. Pleasing, uh, pleasing at all? I mean, no. That's honestly the biggest um, complaint I have. The Steppenwolf is just such a meh, like I think, villain. I think the biggest, the which makes me a little more excited for this universe. The biggest the people that stole that movie the most was Aquaman and mm-hmm. Flash, mm-hmm. which obviously it's it's their first appearance for both of them. Flash right. was in a little bit in Suicide Squad, but. You don't really get to see him talking. You see him in, in the flashback in Batman vs Superman, but mm-hmm. I definitely think they stole that movie for me, and I'm I'm excited to see them have their own little movies. And I think Aquaman, who is your favorite superhero, mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of promise with uh, Jason Momoa. And yeah, man, them. I was just I was like watching it, and I was like, holy shit, Aquaman! Yeah, he's on he's on screen. He actually did it. Yeah, so special for me. I don't know if anyone else gives a shit about Aquaman, but. <laughs> It can only go up for me with the DCU, but as of now, like Wonder Woman, I'm excited to see Wonder Woman too because the first one was so good. Same director. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. So cool. Well, like I said, sorry to take that right. on a tangent. I no. just wanted to share. <laughs> it's all right. We promised we would stop talking superheroes for the day, but yeah. uh, with that, now I got it out of my system. Talking, with that, let's jump into talking about the Avengers again. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers have. Grossed over one and a half billion, mm-hmm. which is actually I'm sorry, not one and a half billion. They are currently at one point one six four billion, right. which is still pretty ridiculous. Yeah, but they'll get that other uh, half billion soon, I'm sure. So as of right now, they are on pace. Analysts, I don't know who these analysts are, believe that the movie is going to gross between one point eight billion and two billion. Mm-hmm. Which would, if they approach, if they if they break the two billion mark, it would only put them in the same two billion dollar category with Force Awakens mm-hmm. and Avatar. Yep, makes which, sense. Which, 
I don't know if I've ever talked about this before. I think Avatar is one of the more overrated movies mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I think when we went to see Ready Player One, we were talking about it in line. But I don't think yeah. it was ever on the podcast that you... So, yeah, share your feelings on that. So, I mean, I don't want to go get too too much into that either. I just think Avatar is very overrated. I think it was, like, a product of, like, the 3D IMAX yep. coming of age. And I think that it just took advantage of that. I don't think it's a group movie at all. Like every time. Also, I don't think anything else came out around it for like a month. Yeah, and like I like James Cameron a lot. It's Mm -hmm. tough not to, but just like every time I've only seen it once from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And I I remember buying it on Blu-ray because I was like, oh, I heard this movie was really good, and I'm like, it's not that good. (laughs) It loses a lot of the appeal without the IMAX. Let's be real. But I mean, I digress. Like, still two billion—that's nothing to nothing to uh, sneeze at. Mm. But I think Avengers is going to do it, and it would even more important is that they're going to do it during the summer season. Yeah. So the summer record holder is Jurassic World with one point six billion. Mm. The only oh. uh, non-Disney movie in the top ten of all time. Only non-Disney movie. Well, other than Avatar, of course. Yeah, the highest-grossing summer movie of all time, which is impressive because. Force Awakens and Avatar came out during the Christmas winter mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. which in the article that you and I were reading, they explained that that's pretty much like there's one or two really good movies, but it's also Oscar time, so they have a lot of like artsy type movies out. Yeah. So really, the blockbusters are basically competing, competing with themselves at that point. Yeah. And obviously, Star Wars is going to make that money either way. Uh, right. I think I saw Star Wars six times between the time it came out in mm-hmm. December between like the end of January. Star Wars so, could like literally release on a Tuesday in like October and make a yeah. billion dollars. So. Yeah. So what's what's really impressive about Avengers and even Jurassic World is that you think about the summer, which we'll be talking about today. Mm-hmm. There's, shit, there's a shitload of movies that come out between the beginning of May and the end of August. Yes. So you figure well, like yeah. you're going to... You're going to see something, uh, like for example, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. You'll see Deadpool one weekend, and then Solo comes out the next weekend, and you have those two basically jumping off of each other. So you're not going to have the same people going to both movies both weekends like no. we are Avengers. And I'm yeah. probably going to end up seeing Avengers once or twice more. Right. And I've already seen it twice in theaters. Yeah. So I really think they're going to get that, but it's very, very impressive. Because like I just said, you're competing with other blockbusters. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. And, it may, and I was thinking about this right before we jumped on. If they're going to break the $2 billion mark now, imagine what's going to happen once they come back next year with mm-hmm. the second part of, of, of Infinity War. Yeah, that's a You're going to have basically everyone returning who's going to want to see what happens. And you're going to have, like, obviously the few strivers are going to be coming in that want to see it too. Mm-hmm. That's going to be pretty insane because that's, that's, that's the end of Phase 4. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty big because, as we've theorized, it may be the end of some other major characters <laughs> at the MCU. So, yeah. Uh, that, that I'm very, it's very cool to see because it's it's a very very good movie. It's obviously the superhero movies mm-hmm. make enough money, but that's a it's a cool thing to root for for them to get the two billion. So mm-hmm. it's money we'll never see, but. <laughs> Come on, this is going to be the first $2 billion podcast. I'm rooting for the rich to get richer, but it's only because they bring me entertainment, so whatever. They give us escapism from our lives. No, I I feel you, and it's it's obviously really cool for Marvel. Um, Like we were just saying, I was a DC guy growing up, but the Marvel movie is just undeniably quality. Um, And I'm going to be interested to see how... How it holds, like you said, Deadpool's coming out this weekend, and Solo next, the next, uh, next, next, next weekend, week. and then Solo the weekend after that. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but it was a smart move for Avengers to move up just just one week. Yeah, know, they, just so get they, that they, extra. They, 
they basically had three weeks of no rival like rivalry with any other movies, mm-hmm. which in uh, uh, in a week they're going to be competing with themselves basically anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's only one movie I can think of that um, drew me away from Avengers right now. I don't want to derail the podcast again, but a little bit. But I saw a Quiet Place the other night. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, we have a limited amount of time. I know, so. I'm sorry. It was oh, very oh, good, oh. but we'll talk about it another time. I think maybe we can do like a one-off little spoiler discussion mm-hmm. maybe later this week. Uh, I'm super down for that because I enjoyed it quite a bit. So make sure you check back another time. We'll do a little spoiler mm-hmm. uh, quiet, quiet, quiet place. Cool. So, <laughs> all right, so kind of leading in with Avengers, going into Fortnite, we have a little bit of a crossover. Uh, so Fortnite is teaming up with Marvel and the Avengers team because I guess the Russo brothers who directed Avengers were very very big fans of Fortnite, which oh, I've not. Why did they have the time? Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, whatever time they had to play this, they took know, advantage. Right. Of so there's going to be a crossover where there's going to be a mode called Infinity Gauntlet Limited Time Mashup. Mm-hmm. Mashup, yeah. And so basically the premise of that mode is that there's going to be an infinity gauntlet somewhere in the map oh, that man. has all six infinity stones. Right. And once the player acquires that gauntlet, they mm-hmm. become Thanos. Oh, my God. And this it gives them, so like, I don't know I don't know if, like, if you get the Thanos glove that you'd get, snap your fingers yeah. and, like, half... Take half, half, half of the people out. <laughs> I know. That would be pretty fucking insane if that's how... That, that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, Dylan, we so, have to, we have to stream this. We have to become Thanos. I really yeah. This is I don't know if we'll be able to get it, but this is we have to it, try. It sounds really fucking cool, and the whole theme of uh, season four of the Battle Pass is superheroes. Mm. So it's honestly like perfect timing for them. Yeah. So it really makes sense as to why they chose this season to be superheroes, not yeah. just capitalizing like off of Avengers, but like actually promoting Avengers within their game. Yeah, so this is gonna this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun, and I uh, it's a mode that I'm definitely gonna give a try just because it's Thanos, but also mm. I just I'm gonna be curious what happens once you get the gauntlet. Oh yeah, this is <laughs> I can't wait. This is so interesting. Oh, uh, that'll be really cool. Mm. Uh, but kind of speaking, and actually, when when you're hearing this, the, the update would already have happened. Mm. Because it releases on Tuesday, the May eighth. So yes, by so the time you're listening, to this, one day from recording, and then yep. the day of release. So. Speaking of the Russo brothers, Anthony Russo was on Twitter taking some questions recently, mm-hmm. and one of the questions somebody asked him was, "What?" And spoilers. So if you haven't seen Avengers: Infinity War yet, mm-hmm. why don't you skip ahead like two minutes? Okay. Uh, but he was asked what Groot said to Rocky Raccoon at the mm-hmm. very end when he was dying. Yeah. And the Russo Anthony Russo answered spoiler and then he went all the way down and I guess Groot because obviously the I am Groot it's a it's a it's a made up language, it's kind of a joke language, mm-hmm. but I got there's a lot of meaning behind what he says, especially with the creators. Mm-hmm. And I guess what Groot was saying to Rocky Raccoon was he called him dad, like oh, as he was geez. dying. So Oof, it, that's it, tough. Was, it was like a painful, like, yeah. like, uh, like right before he dies, which is really sad because they've, they've explained in the past that this little teenage baby Groot is not the same Groot from the first Guardians of the mm-hmm. Galaxies. It's almost like it's his son. Yeah. That Groot is completely dead. So this one is kind of like, like his offspring. And obviously Rocket Raccoon's kind of been raising him. So mm-hmm. super sad. It adds even more sadness to that scene. 
So as if, as if that scene needed any more heartbreak. Yeah. So very, <laughs> I, I was scrolling across Twitter and I saw that and I was like, oh boy. Oh man. And I uh, I saw it's that. It's been a rough weekend for us. Our Bruins yeah. lost and now, now this. Well, I got the Celtics on right now and they're winning. So okay, so, so they're out. Uh, that'll be very good. <laughs> that was our sports twenty. That was yeah. That was talking sports. That's what we're allowed on on the All channel. Right. Uh, and our final story I want to talk about today is between the last time we talked, the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer dropped. Oh, yeah. Still, and you're a big fan of this franchise. I am. I'm a big fan, really, of anything Rockstar does, but right. particularly the Red Dead Redemption game that came out, uh, I think, eight years ago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I believe it was like 2010. That sounds right, yeah. Um, Spend a minute. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption was top top five games for me. Mm-hmm. If we ever do, uh, we did our top five games from our childhood. Yeah. Uh, this would definitely probably be top five overall games. Mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption is so fucking good. You have all the realism of Rockstar, the open world, the attention to detail, and everything like that that Rockstar does so well. But you also have a really grounded and solid storyline. Mm-hmm. And so, Red Dead Redemption One took place in I think like nineteen. 19- between like 1908, 1909, 1910, 1911, mm-hmm. around that time, where there were the old West was pretty much already dead, and that was kind of the whole premise of that movie, was that the outlaws are gone, and there's John Marston was really one of the only few outlaws left. Right. Um, and so Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two is actually a prequel. Makes sense. To Red Dead Redemption One, mm-hmm. which I, I I I was really assuming they were going to end up doing a Red Dead, and then a different. Adjective for yeah, because this isn't this isn't the second Red Dead game. Yeah, this is the third Red Dead game, Red Dead Revolver. I don't think many people played. At I actually did not I, as many people as Redemption. I actually did, but a totally different storyline from Redemption. But Redemption was just on a whole nother level, mm-hmm. and they even they eventually brought in after the whole Red Dead Redemption zombies. Which was pretty fucking insane too. That was when Zombies was at its peak. Right, the undead nightmare. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. But so Red Dead Redemption Two takes place in 1899, which is like right at the turn of the century, and you're actually playing in Dutch's gang, which was had a lot of callback in the first Red Dead Redemption because John Marston was a former member of Dutch's gang, and that's what he was really known for. And we get a John Marston who has a family. Obviously, the people who played that played Red Dead Redemption. John Marston dies at the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. And uh, this one takes place before, so we actually see John Marston in this trailer. Mm-hmm. But I think the premise of this is more you're playing. I think you might be able to play as Dutch. I think I got a feeling that Dutch is going to end up being the main character you play as. Right. I'm not 110 percent sure, but the the premise of all this is that you are now at the beginning of the end for the outlaws. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the the lawmen are now hunting down the outlaws. Right. And this game just looks. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words because <laughs> I can't fully explain it because this game is just. It's, I think it's going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a crazy year for games because you have God of War, which has been fucking nuts. It's it, it's a beautiful game to play. It, the mm-hmm. gameplay is unbelievable. It's a lot of people are saying it's one of the best games that have come out in a long time, and I kind of have to agree just mm-hmm. based on being about halfway through now. Yeah. But Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be something that takes up uh, my life. Right. And a like, big shout-out to Level Up Lore. They just did a God of War episode on their podcast. Yep. So, friends of the show, Level Up Lore. Anyways, you were saying? 
So when this game comes out, like I'm kind of just saying like sayonara to my family for a week. Fair like, enough. <laughs> like hey, like I'm gonna be on this side of the house. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be I'm gonna put like a can with the string attached to it. Like contact me through this. Right. Yeah. Unless, have, like Telegram. Like <laughs> unless someone is sick or like or mm-hmm. needs to go to the hospital, please leave me be for the mm-hmm. next week. Yeah, yeah, like a hot plate with like a can of beans. Because this is like the type of this is gonna be the type of game that once you stop, you're just not gonna be able to put down. Mm-hmm. Like God of War, I've been able to, to stop and put down, but that's because it's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. But with this game, it's like you have the story, you have the open world. It's gonna be the type of game that's like almost impossible to 100%, like most Rockstar games are. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna get the crazy wackiness of Grand Theft Auto, which is nothing wrong with Grand Theft Auto at all. It's one of my favorite games. But Red Dead Redemption 2, like, you're playing, like, you're almost like, it's kind of like Westworld. You're going into the Westworld. Yeah, that's what and I'm you're... most excited for is what, because I see what they've done with GTA Online. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, my God, we're going to get that for a Western. And I remember the, on, the online for the first Red Dead Redemption was pretty fun. I remember playing with my mm-hmm. friends. It was on PS3, so, like, online was pretty hopping at that point. Yep. And it was a lot of fun, but I can't, I can't wait to see what they do with this. And I kind of hope that they do what they did with Grand Theft Auto Five when it came out. And they release just the game in the story mode, and they wait like a month mm-hmm. to do the update for the online. Right. Because that allowed me to play the story and all that. And like people like people like Activision, I think it was that made Call of Duty risk saying that nobody wants to play a single player story mode anymore, mm-hmm. which I call fucking bullshit on because it's the it's like it's kids and people that are, that don't really appreciate video games for what they are that play just straight mm-hmm. online like I'm somebody that plays Fortnite all the time right but I would 120% take story mode game over online play yeah you know it's funny I think EA because the, they can't cancel it is it, Amy it was, no it was Hennigan. EA who said thank you for correcting me uh, Amy I want to say Hennigan she was one of the writers for Uncharted she was working on a Star Wars game yep and they canceled it which is messed yep. up um, we could have gotten a really neat Star Wars story through a game, but I digress. Um, I think this is gonna sound bad. I'm, I'm, I'm only 25, but I feel um, not as competitive as I was when I was younger for online games. When I was younger, all I played Halo, Gears of War, Call of Duty. I was all about that. But uh, as my time has become limited, I can't practice as much i can't get good if you will i have been gravitating more to the single player games because it's just more enjoyable where i'm at right now as someone who works a lot and on the channel and at regular work so i for one certainly hope that we can continue to buy single player games and show ea that single player games are still a viable option no, I mean, I really think, I mean, first off, like, we've talked about this before, like, screw EA. Like, EA, <laughs> EA does everything possibly wrong that they can do with, mm. with video games. Battle, uh, Battlefront 1, huge disappointment. Battlefront mm. 2, an even bigger disappointment. They're having, yeah. their, their sports games are jokes compared to Sony's and compared to 2K's. Mm. Like, I, I don't think I can see myself buying Madden again this year. I don't think I can see myself, I haven't bought an NHL EA game. God knows how long. Right. So it's getting to the point now that they just basically release the same game each year and maybe slightly <laughs> update, upgrade the graphics, don't right, even change right. the gameplay. And for it's EA, it's really like that, a roster update, which really shows why EA is failing. Because if that's like their mindset, can you imagine an open world story driven Star Wars game? Mm-hmm. It would. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It'd be, it'd be the biggest thing. It'd be the biggest thing in video games. Yeah, or even like a uncharted style like heavy narrative cool set pieces 
like mm. solid storyline mm-hmm. type of game that'd be great too like i don't understand their thinking here dylan i don't, I don't either and they're wrong and which is why <laughs> they're wrong exactly which is why people like sony and rockstar are on top right mm. now really and so if you unless you have something like fortnite which is which is revolutionary mm. with getting like if you have Fortnite and PUBG that got on top of the battle royale first yeah give me story mode 100 100% of the time like God of War has been so fucking good and the story is just so good mm. like a true narrative is just is really what I look for in video games so I'm really looking forward to Red Dead Redemption 2 and like I'll, I'll totally play the online when it comes out because the online in this is fun but uh, I'm more open to the open world I'd rather play with the AIs in the open world than my actual friends. <laughs> right, right. So I'm really looking forward to this. So October 26th uh, can't come soon enough. Awesome. All right, what is our final story for news? I think that's that it. That was our final story. That was so, it. So let us move in to the main event. So, we are doing the top five most anticipated movies for the summer. Each of us have our own top five list. I'm sure there'll be overlap. So, my number five is the movie Tag. Coming out June 15th, 2018. This stars Jeremy Renner, um, John Hamm, Ed Helms, Hannibal Burris, who I love, just hilarious. Hilarious guy, uh, Isla Fisher, Rashida Jones, and of course, there's um, one more. Of the course. Guy, of course. How yeah, can you forget um, Jake Johnson? That was the guy. I love Jake Johnson. Yeah, he's great. Johnson. He's hilarious. This is a great yeah. cast. So the, the storyline is a small group of former classmates organize an elaborate annual game of tag that requires some to travel all over the country. It's based on a true story, I guess. That's what the trailer says. And I don't know, man. It just looks funny. The cast is great. And I I hope it's, you know, silly in a good way and not just silly. All right. So my number 5A in typical top five fashion, we have a 5A and a 5B. Yeah. I have Mission Impossible Fallout, mm-hmm. which is coming out on is that, is July that movie 27th. Ever coming out because I feel like every time I've gone to the movie for the last year, that trailer has been before the movie. It's finally coming out. This is the famous movie that had Henry Cable contractually binded mm, uh, okay. to his mustache, which, right. as we just talked about, Justice League. Uh, you, I'm sure you saw the very terrible, terrible edits of mm. his mustache in that film. Yeah. Um, this is this is the movie that he could not shave the mustache for. Mm-hmm. So this movie is obviously starring Tom Cruise, Henry Cable, which I'm very very excited for, mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Michelle Moynihan, Angela Bassett, Simon Pegg, Alec Baldwin, Wes Bentley, Ving Rhames. A lot of people in this movie. A lot of the yeah. uh, Mission Impossible regulars coming back. Mission Impossible is like sneaky, one of the best franchises out there right mm-hmm. now. This movie looks super great. Um, one of one of the best, one of my favorite trailers out there right now. Yeah. Uh, with the with the with the I forget the name of the song. It's very very cool. Seeing Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise together is cool. Like I, I take Tom Cruise's crazy Scientology out of the picture. I think yeah. Tom Cruise makes like fucking knockout movies. Every oh single yeah, day. he's he's a a classic. Maybe the last straight movie star. 
That's yeah. a, that's actually a very very fair statement. Like he and... just brings it every time. There's one thing that takes me out of the trailer though. There's a fight scene between Henry Cavill yep. and Tom Cruise. Yes. Well, yes. If, if you get punched by Henry Cavill, you're just you're dead. Looks fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he, lo- he looks he looks bigger in this movie than he does playing yeah, Superman. No, I agree. She so looks scary. huge. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, that's. I'm glad you brought that up. That's one of the seats for the shows for the most that I'm most looking forward to. That's right, that's that going scene. to be pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh, the premise of this movie is Ethan Hunt and his IMF team, along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission goes wrong. So pretty much the same premise of every single Mission Boss movie. Right. Right. <laughs> but it works every single time. It's honestly like I said. I'm not joking when I say I think it's one of the best franchises out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's made. A, I don't think Mission Impossible has had a bad movie. Yet, like there are there are movies that I'll watch every single time it's on TV or like on one of the movie channels. Mm-hmm. They're they're a lot of fun, and they have uh, they've in past faces they had like Jeremy Renner was in two movies. It's kind of like it's almost along like a James Bond type level where they have a different story each time, but mm-hmm. it's almost continuing from the last story. If that makes right. any sense, yeah, it kind of like, is like the Daniel Craig style James Bond where they all kind of yes. feed into one another. Like, like consequences of the previous film play into this film, but at the mm. same time, it's a whole different bad guy and a different mission and all that. Mm. So I'm very, very excited for this. So July 27th, I will definitely be going to see that. Right. Probably an IMAX too. It kind of um, reminds me of um, the Skyfall vibe. That makes any sense. There, yeah, like, like a darker. Yeah, like, like yeah. oh, something bad is gonna happen in this movie. I yeah. I don't I know what it is, but it's, although it would be a hell of a pretty ironic if I'm like, oh yeah, Mission Impossible and best franchises out there, and they just kill off Ethan Hunt. And, like, oh no. <laughs> uh, my five B is my strangely enough my only comedy on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Drew. Okay, which this comes out funny. On June 29th. Uh, starring Kyrie Irving as Uncle Drew, Nick Kroll, Shaquille O'Neal, Nate Robinson, Lil Rel Howery, who you will know from Get Out, who played the best friend that yeah. was the TSA agent. Awesome. He is kind of the main person along with uh, Kyrie Irving in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.B. Smooth, Chris Webber, Lisa Leslie, Reggie Miller, all of them playing older people so the pre- uh, the premise of this actually comes from Kyrie when he was doing the Uncle Drew skits on YouTube mm-hmm. basically dressing up as a really old dude and then obviously Kyrie Irving uh, in my opinion the second best point guard in the league mm-hmm. for the schooling- Celtics not not a big deal whatever <laughs> schooling <laughs> random dudes on, on, on the court and mm-hmm. like they took those videos and turned it into a movie and I am for one very very excited for this i actually forgot to mention that tiffany haddish is in this as well and she was the breakout star of girls trip mm-hmm. and she's actually going to be in a lot more things she's actually one of the cool hollywood stories where like before girls trip i think it was that she was basically like living out of her car in hollywood right. Shit. and she became really good friends with oh fuck i forgot his name i'll, I'll get back to that mm-hmm. but she was fantastic in girls trip i'm sorry kevin hart she became really good friends with kevin hart is a good person to be friends with let's be yep kevin hart be one of the more likable people in hollywood mm-hmm. she ended up getting a breakout role in girls trip and the rest is kind of history so i'm excited for her to be in this too uh it looks like a lot of fun and so the premise mm-hmm. is after after draining his life savings to enter a team in the record classic streetball tournament in harlem dax is played by the guy from get out is dealt a series of unfortunate setbacks. Okay, this is a pretty long premise. Basically, like Uncle Drew, was played by Kyrie Irving, gets all his old friends together. When I say old, like they're literally dressed up in old makeup yeah, and shit. Yeah, it's, it's really and they play in this streetball tournament. It looks great. Nick Kroll in it also. It's just like it's Nick always reliable. Yep. 
So this is gonna be a lot of fun. And Kyrie, Kyrie Irving actually looks like he, he looks and sounds like he's doing. He does like it's not a bad acting job. Like mm. Shaquille Neal obviously has been in other things before, and Shaq is actually hilarious. Mm. Uh, but I, I I think that he's gonna do a pretty good job. Kyrie playing Uncle Drew. So I'm I'm actually really looking forward to this movie a lot. It seems like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, it's cool to see Kyrie acting. You know, like yep. This is so very different. 100%. So, Brian, we are now on to your number four. Number four, coming out the 15th of June, Incredibles 2. So this is obviously a sequel, a long time coming. Um, sequel. I'm surprised it took to 2018 for this to come out. Uh, to the original Incredibles, which was a fun family. It was basically the best Fantastic Four movie we've ever had. Um it's actually it's a funny way to put it, but yeah. But uh, so the whole family, uh, Dash, Violet, Jack, um, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, and Frozone all seem to be coming back for the sequel. And basically the storyline of this is not loading on my computer, but before we can tell from the trailers is they're looking to Saul, for better call Saul, you know. He's mm-hmm. looking to bring back superheroes to the limelight after the events of the first one where they save the city and they think Elastigirl is the way to go to be the face to kind of bring heroes back to legitimacy and that you know kind of changes the gender roles as Mr. Incredible is now a stay at home dad. It looks like him and Frozone are going to have to navigate the you know the waters of three kids at home especially Jack who's like apparently like a jack of all trades if you will. Mm-hmm. With his powers, and Last Girl's gonna have to save the world, and I, for one, am very much looking forward to it. So this was on my top five, and as we talked earlier, uh, for the sake of kind of removing it from my top five to get some other movies in there, mm-hmm. I think this was like number four for me originally. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this movie a lot. It's tough not to. The original uh, Incredibles, which came out like 13 years ago, yeah, I think about about uh, so yeah, it's a long time coming. Anything Pixar really is kind of like must see television at this mm. point. I'm sorry, not must see movies. Yeah. So television, movie, anything. <laughs> you just get. So I'm very excited for this. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's it's. I don't know if I'll see this like the first week and it comes out. I'll probably definitely see this in the theaters though. This is like a prime like go to the drive-ins movie. Like you got this movie. You got you have something else after maybe like Solo or something mm. like that. This is like this is a very cool movie that I, I'd happily go to the drive-ins to see. I don't really know what the fuck the difference is between just going to see the movie theater and the drive-ins, but the drive-ins is cool, so maybe yeah. I'll make this my uh, drive-ins movie this year. Drive-ins can either be the best experience or the worst, because sometimes it gets super cold, and other times there's a lot of mosquitoes. If you catch it where there's not a lot of mosquitoes and it stays pretty warm, it's, it's a good time. Well, yeah, I mean, or you could just bring uh, bug repellent. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> mosquito repellent, and I I'm a big sit in my car guy. Yeah, that's I don't fair necessarily too. unless because uh, I don't have a, I don't have my truck anymore, so mm. I'm very big on like just sit in the car. Yeah, I'll keep the windows cracked enough so like I don't die of carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> right. But I'm big sit in the car. You know, if it's cold, you turn the heated seats on. Mm. If not, you roll the windows down. You kind of spray down your whole car and bug spray. You got a cooler <laughs> in the back. Yeah. So I'm down for a good drive-ins movie this year. So maybe I'll make Incredibles to my uh, drive-ins movie. So number four for me, which I knew was going to be on my top five. For some reason, I thought I was going to remove it, and then I retalked myself back into it. But it is Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, okay. This is a tw- I thought I didn't know you had when we talked earlier. You didn't have it on your list. 
this will be coming out May 25th, which as we have talked about a lot, Brian and I both agreed that we were going to see this opening weekend and then review it. As a lot of people know, Solo is a prequel, and it's part of the Star Wars story like anthology series mm-hmm. where we have someone else playing Han Solo who is Alden. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to botch his last name. It's Alden. Fine. It's hard to en- pronounce. Eric Enrich. Enrich. I think it's Einrich. Einrich, very German. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Alden Einrich, Amelia Clark, which Khaleesi, come mm-hmm. on. Paul Bettany, rest in peace. Thaddy and Newton. Paul Bettany's not actually dead. <laughs> He's not actually dead. <laughs> Thaddy, Thandy Newton, who we know and love from Westworld. Mm-hmm. Donald Glover, who I think is going to be the star of this movie, who was kind of already the star of this movie, playing Lando Calrissian. Mm. John Favreau, who has a little, apparently has a little bit of a cameo in it. Interesting. Uh, Woody Harrelson, which I'm actually very excited for a while as mm. well, because I think Woody Harrelson is a great great actor and we also have Clint Howard who is Ron Howard's brother who was also in all of Ron Howard's movies mm. so and it's kind of like interesting all these Star Wars anthologies like we need like a seasoned actor to play a mentor character it's mm. like we got Forrest Whitaker now we got Woody Harrelson Very, yeah I'm really excited for this and it's kind of tough because I actually shouldn't say I'm really excited because I said I wasn't <laughs> make my top five but I'm pretty excited for it and mm. uh, my excitement's kind of gone out the window because originally we had Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who are the were the Lego Movie creators and directors. Yep. They originally were the directors and writers of this movie, and I guess the f- first movie they came out with, the first cut, they showed the studio, and I guess it was so fucking bad. The studio was like, "Okay, well, we can't do this." <laughs> That's literally what happened. They're like, "Okay, like we need somebody to come in and finish this film." And They're like, "Whoa, you guys are the so fired." So they brought in Ron Howard, who obviously we all know Ron Howard and his accolades. And then they brought in Jonathan Kasdane and Lawrence Kasdane, who Lawrence Kasdane was the director and writer, co-writer, I guess you could say, of Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan Kasdane is his son, who has a few other writing credits to his name, but I don't have the time to go look for it. Empire Strikes Back is the um, Empire Strikes Back of the Star Wars movies, some have said. Pretty, Pretty big movie. Yeah, it's yeah. Every movie apparently just gets compared to the Empire every Strikes. every movie. Anytime there's it's something somehow, like dark, it's like just the Empire Infinity Strikes War is Back. Just, yeah, Infinity War is just randomly now the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel, Marvel movies. Universe. Yeah, it's just like okay. <laughs> and there was a movie. There was a movie that came. Oh no, they were saying the Last Jedi was the Empire Strikes Back of like the New Age Star Wars. And first off, no, it was not. No, it wasn't. Um, no, I'm really excited for this movie, and I actually I think that Alden Einrich is a pretty good actor. I remember him from uh, one of the Coen Brothers movies that came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah. He was in that, and I thought he did a really, really good job. And so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to him. I'm not one of the people that's like, oh, how dare they replace mm-hmm. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. I'm kind of like, I'm whatever with it. And I really, like I said, I think that Donald Glover looks fucking amazing as Lando. Mm-hmm. And he's really what I'm most looking forward to, that and Amelia Clark, because she's just mm-hmm. really easy on the eyes. Right. And, so, uh, you know, first of all, guys, Harrison Ford doesn't want to play on Solo anymore. No. Ever, ever again. He's over it. He's also dead. Yeah, he's also very dead. So there's never going to be... Not Harrison Ford. Han Solo yeah. is dead. Han Solo. Another person uh, I just go pop. <laughs> oh, man. And then, uh, second of all, I kind of sympathize with um, the actor. Like, everyone else... Well, not Donald Glover. But um, Donald Glover, I don't think anyone worries about. But there was a lot of reports that they like, hired an acting coach and stuff. Um, I don't know for how, the I lead. Don't... 
I, I, not to cut you off because I wouldn't touch on that. I don't know how true that is. Right. Uh, because, like I said, I think he's a fine actor, but how bad could you be to have to have an acting coach when you're in Hollywood? Like, you, clearly you got this role because you're a good actor. Mm-hmm. But my biggest question is, was he trying to play Han Solo playing... Was he trying to play Harrison Ford playing Han Solo? Mm-hmm. Or was he trying to play Han Solo? I think that's, that... that's kind of where I was going, is like, Amanda Clark, Woody Harrelson, they're playing characters that have never appeared before. There's no expectations for these characters. They can make it their own. You know, they can add whatever nuances they want. Where Han Solo has to be a very specific way where people are going to yep. get mad. Like, really mad. Like, uncomfortably so. So well, I think that was, like, the worry. He's like, no, you're not playing it like Harrison Ford. You need to play it like Harrison Ford. I agree. And it's, it's going to suck, too. Because, like you just said, I sympathize with him because he's not he's not going to be able to blow up the Harrison Ford. Mm. You know, it's... It, it's it's a type of movie that's gonna it's gonna be purely story driven as well, mm. where like like I said, you're living up to Harrison Ford, who that's one of the most iconic roles ever in Hollywood, right? And probably like the biggest movie star ever in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford. Look at some of the goddamn movies he's been in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's kind of like it's a battle he's not gonna win. It sucks, and it's a it's a battle that everyone knows he's not gonna mm-hmm. win, probably including him. Right, and there's and he's still gonna get shit for it. But even if the movie is fucking blows everybody out of the water, mm. I think he's still gonna get shit for it. But oh, like no I doubt, said before, no I think this is Donald Glover's movie to shine. Mm. And then we also have Chewbacca as well. Yes. So I'm really looking forward to Chewbacca. So uh, a word to anyone who's gonna get offered the role of Indiana Jones in the future, like uh, maybe not, maybe don't do it. No, I agree. I, it's tough for me too. I, I think Indiana Jones would be a lot more easier for people to deal with. Mm. Than that, yeah, comes, yeah, that's fair. When it comes to Star Wars fans, like really hardcore, old school Star Wars fans, like I, I think that this is like this is almost like they're getting ready to drink the cyanide and the Kool Aid <laughs> with this movie. So, right. All right, oh, on man. to number three for you. My number three is Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, this is a, I guess, a sequel to Civil War. <laughs> Um, a prequel to Infinity War. Uh, stars Paul Rudd as Scott Lang and Evangeline Lilly. She's coming back. She's playing the Wasp in this movie, which is really cool because she was in the first movie as a supporting character, kind of like the you know computer person. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person that's like in every movie where it's like, yeah, we're watching you from the command center. Now she's going to be out there in the field. She looks super badass. Uh, this movie is going to show Scott on house arrest and as he kind of deals with one the you know the he's a hero but he's also a criminal and his kind of actions have really negative effects on his family because of that and he's kind of dealing with the internal struggle of am I a hero should I be a hero should I just be a father and it looks awesome i very much enjoyed the first ant-man i hope that it's gonna live up to that it's gonna be kind of a change of pace just because what we saw to by the time it comes out two months ago in infinity war i'm interested to see how it plays into infinity war if at all and it's just a movie that's coming out at a weird time for when it's you know placed in the mcu's timeline so this is uh number three for me as well mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the wasp so kind of perfect timing. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think I'm, I wasn't really big on the first Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. 
I think it was actually one of the, with the weaker Marvel movies, but it, it's kind of like it's a weird line to cross because like the the then Marvel's never made a bad movie either. Mm-hmm. I just think it was not as good as the other ones. But I love Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, he's Scott Lang. Yeah, I, I just love Paul Rudd as a whole. But even as <clears> Scott Lang, he's very good. But with the events of Infinity War and this, we know taking place right before Infinity War. I think what intrigues me the most of this movie and in with Captain Marvel is the is the setup with this movie you already know this movie is going to be very very important to the next uh, to Avengers 4 uh, you know time it's tough because you don't know when this takes place timeline wise mm-hmm. so you don't know if this takes place directly after Civil War which would have been about two years before Infinity War right or you, you also don't know if this takes place before right before Infinity War and that's a lot of people are speculating mm-hmm. that this takes place literally right before Infinity War and or during Infinity War which obviously if you've seen Infinity War you know how that's going to end <laughs> this movie but yeah. the biggest thing the biggest thing which you didn't bring up is that this movie is very 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 deeply going to be going into the quantum realm mm-hmm. which I think is going to have major major implications to Avengers Infinity War mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War and Avengers 4 yeah so out of pure timeline reasons this is like a must see this and Captain Marvel if you saw Infinity War and you plan on seeing Avengers 4, you have to see these two movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's really been an, a, a movie of a side character of like a B-list Avenger like this that was you have to see. Right. Like, like all, all the other movies were like a Civil War. Like it was Captain America. You had to see that one. Mm-hmm. Doctor, I guess Doctor Strange was like the only other like B one you had to see. Mm-hmm. But this one is like you have to see this. You can't see this or Cap- you can't miss this in Captain Marvel and expect to go into Avengers Four. Like like that's not like guessing. That's like you know that already, or else like there's gonna be no gap between Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Four. Mm-hmm. So I'm really really interested in this movie. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this solely because of what happens in, in Infinity War. Right. And like, as we talked about, I think whatever how Infinity War ends may also be the ending mm-hmm. slash after credit scene of this movie yeah and i think that with with ant-man based on some things that have come out ant-man is gonna play a pretty big part in avengers 4 so yeah i think if i had to guess this movie will take place immediately after civil war they'll go into the quantum realm and emerge immediately like at the end of infinity war timeline yeah and that will also introduce the time travel into the mcu Mm -hmm. which will probably affect Captain Marvel, giving when her movie takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very interesting. I'm excited. I uh, I want this, and I want Captain Marvel, but I want Infinity War. <laughs> like, let's go. Let's just put them all out now, guys. So number two for you. My number two, probably not an incredibly popular choice, even though pretty much everyone saw the first one, is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm a huge sucker for dinosaur movies. Uh, grew up with the Jurassic Park franchise. And huge fan. Even, you know, when the third one came out, when we were both, like, pretty young. Like, in grade school. But, uh, so I have probably a better, like, love for that than people who are, like, old enough to realize it's not good. And I really enjoyed Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. And, I mean, he's just uh, he's playing himself you know the charming chris pratt coming back in this movie so the storyline for this is when the island's dormant volcano 
first of all, terrible idea to build a park on a dormant volcano. But then again, Hawaii is also blowing up as we speak, and people live there. So, yeah, scary is shit. That, is that too far fetched? I don't know. Uh, when the island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction level event. It's coming out the 22nd of June, 2018. And yeah, Dylan, any thoughts on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? So I'm not really a big Jurassic Park guy, period. Mm-hmm. They're kind of movies that, like, it, like I never really, like, went out of my way to see them. I actually did see Jurassic World in the theaters. Right. But I think I went on, like, a Tuesday night, like, a week or two after it already right. was out. I, I don't know. I, I really like the first Jurassic Park. I never really got into the second Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it. Speaking of the drive-ins, I remember seeing the third one at the drive-ins. But right. it was kind of like I only just ended up going with, like, my family and a group of, like, family friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. I never really like was too big on Jurassic Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Like I said, I like the first one, but the first one's kind of like on like the criteria of movies you have to see before you die. The first one's kind of on there, and like mm-hmm. anything Steven Spielberg, I'll see. But like I wasn't really big on the second one, and then once Spielberg stopped directing them, I was kind of like, eh, I'm not really big on these anymore either. Right. No, uh, that makes sense. I Jurassic World was fine to me, but I I I'm, I think maybe I'm just not as intrigued by the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Topic anymore, as I was back then. But I can see, I, can, I like it's still probably a movie I'll end up seeing. I don't know if I'll see it in the movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe you'll be playing the second movie when I go see The Incredibles. Right. I don't know at the tribes. I but think no, the I, most disappointing part has become really clear that uh, Doctor Ian Malcolm is going to be in like one scene of this movie. Yeah, I, I do know Jeff Goldblum's back in this movie. Yeah, which. I fuck hard with Jeff Goldblum. Like, mm-hmm. I'm big Jeff Jeff Goldblum guy. So like that's pretty cool. I love this character in the first one. I'm very big like Independence Day Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. which is kind of the same time as Jurassic Park. So Pete uh, Goldblum. Jeff Jeff Goldblum kind of plays like the same character. <laughs> he plays. He just plays like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So uh, it'll be intriguing. And, like I, I'm talking shit about it now, but like I said, I'll probably end up seeing it in the movie theater. I'm just not as excited for it. But right. this is like it, Jurassic Park. When you hear Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, though, you just hear it's like that's like that's blockbuster type mm. movie. It's gonna be a movie that I think is gonna rely heavily on word word of word of mouth. I yeah. think um, if it is good, it's gonna make a lot of money. But if like well, people come out and are like eh, it's fine, it's probably gonna not. I think. It, so. As as we talked about before, a lot with nostalgia and stuff. I think Jurassic Park is Jurassic World. The Jurassic Park franchise is very big on nostalgia. Right. I don't think this will get the numbers that Jurassic World did, only because oh, it wasn't no, taking no like a ten year gap in between yeah. movies. But this is still probably gonna fucking rock the socks off the box office mm. when this comes out. So. Man, I hope so. Like I said, I'm a big fan of this franchise. So, what is your number two? So my number two, which I have a feeling is probably going to be your number one, so I think we can talk about it together. All right. My number two is Deadpool 2. Yes, that is my number one. Which obviously is our next movie that we're going to be reviewing. It comes out in two weeks on May 17th, mm-hmm. uh, starring Ryan Reynolds. So I'm sorry, my screen is cut off. Ryan Reynolds, TJ Miller, Terry Crews, the big man of the summer, Josh Brolin, oh, Marina Baccarin. Uh, and some other people that you know you Sassy probably know. Beats. Yep. Uh, did I say T.J. Miller? I don't know if he's still in jail or not. Bill Skarsgård is actually in it, who played uh, it. Yeah. And the clown in it. Uh, and I think he's actually a pretty good actor. Um, yeah. So that's it's pretty exciting. Deadpool two. Every, like everybody listening knows what Deadpool is. It's Deadpool one was fucking awesome. It mm. was everything you wanted Deadpool to be. 
it would took away all the seriousness of superhero movies. It's mm-hmm. basically a satire superhero movie yeah. while having some of the best action and comedy in a movie you could really want. Mm-hmm. It's it's really like it's a perfect it's a perfect type of superhero movie. Like you either want it's a perfect balance I should say. You either mm-hmm. want the super super serious superhero movie or you want a movie like this because you can't have just like straight comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, this is as close you can get to a straight comedy and being serious and being fucking hilarious and having amazing action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Brolin as Cable seems like it's pretty, pretty insane. Yeah, they crushed that casting. Um, the girl is Domino. I think she's going to do really well, as mm-hmm. we talked about before. I'm really excited to see her as Domino. Mm-hmm. Zazie Beats. How can you not uh, love Terry Crews as well? He's just infinitely lovable in all things. And then the biggest thing, obviously, is Ryan Reynolds. Like that's as perfect as casting as you can get as Ryan Reynolds as yeah. Deadpool. He's so passionate about the role and like does literally anything he can to help promote it and make it a reality. So, my my one really really big hope with this movie is mm-hmm. that we get a Wolverine appearance, <laughs> which I kind of got like a little bit of a tease because uh, Hugh Jackman. That's who plays Wolverine, right? I always got him. I always, for some reason, freaking the other guy, Hugh Grant. Sorry. Hugh Jackman, obviously. uh, He posted a thing on his Twitter of him, like, singing a song, and then all of a sudden, as he pans the camera, fucking Ryan Reynolds is as Deadpool laying in his bed in the Deadpool costume. Yeah, so that was interesting. Got me a little excited that maybe there's a Wolverine appearance, but Hugh Jackman didn't look too Wolverine-ish at the time. (laughs) He's not too jacked. No, he didn't look too too big. His hair was that like pretty not Wolverineish at all. They didn't have any facial hair, mm. um, so I don't know if I'll get that. But that, that's like my one dream is to get Hugh Jackman again as Wolverine. But I think that it'd be a little weird for him uh, given Logan because I think Logan was just such a perfect send off for that character mm. from the beginning. He might but... just he might just be playing Hugh Jackman. Who is <laughs> no. a character in this that's universe? Because I can see him like I can see Deadpool walking by him. And being like, hey, did anybody ever tell you you look like fucking Wolverine? Yeah, something like that. Like, that, like a typical break. like Deadpool joke. Yeah. So, no, yeah, we both agree. This movie's gonna be fucking. It's it's gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to this a lot. It's it's it, if my number one wasn't my number one, this would be my number one. Yeah. Uh, and but uh, this is just gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It, and like like we talked about Ready Player One. It's just it's gonna be something that you just have a lot of fun watching. Mm-hmm. It's not something you have to really take too seriously. Right. While at the same time, you know, like the story and the comedy and the action are all going to be spot on. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully this isn't a fucking bomb, but I can't really <laughs> see that happening at all. I can't either. I think, the, I think it'll be fine. Uh, so May 18th, yes. uh, one one week from this upcoming Friday. Mm. All right, Don. What is my, your... My big number one, it's a movie. I'm, I'm, I am getting away from the superheroes, the comedies... Uh, my number one is Sicario, Day oh, okay. of the Soldado. So this is the uh, sequel to, obviously, Sicario. Sicario. Originally, I think this was supposed to be called Just Soldado. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, Sicario means uh, hitman in Spanish, and Soldado means soldier. And mm-hmm. I think for the sake of kind of making like a little bit of a franchise and having the returning viewers come back, realizing it's a Sicario sequel. Mm-hmm. I think they ended up naming it Sicario Day of the Soldado instead of Soldado. But yeah. anyways, uh, if you didn't see Sicario, it is one of the best movies that have come out in the past 20 years. Oh, That's okay. Not sure. I gotta see this. The first Sicario was directed by Dennis Villeneuve. I th- mm-hmm. oh, uh, directed Blade Runner 2049, directed... 
Prisoners. He directed, obviously, Sicario. Um, this Sicario, the first one, and all of the movies that I praise are written by Taylor Sheridan. All the movies I'm referencing are Hell or High Water, Sicario, Wind River. He just writes really, really well-told, gritty, kind of like realistic stories a lot of them have to do with either the u.s mexico relations which is kind of the theme of sicario so the theme of this movie is the drug war on the u.s mexico border has escalated as the cartels have begun trafficking terrorists across the u.s border to fight the war federal agent matt graver (laughs) who is played by surprise surprise the star of the summer josh (laughs) brolin reteams with the Mercerol Alejandro, who is played by Bencino del Toro. So the collector. Is, yep, who is one of my... So you have Thanos and the collector together once again. Cool. I, I dig it so far. Also starring uh, Catherine Kinnear, Matthew Modine, Jeffrey Donovan, who you'll know from Burn Notice. Mm. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan, Bencino del Toro, and Josh Brolin were all in the very first one. Mm. Um, the first one also starred Emily Blunt, who will not be returning. Mm. This one, it actually also had, um, uh, I can't, I'm not even going to try botching his name, but the guy from Get Out who also was in Black Panther. Mm. I feel, actually, I'm going to give his, I'm going to give his name a go. I'm going to give his name a go. It's David, um, oh, Daniel, sorry, Kaluuya. Yeah. Uh, I think that sounds about right. Mm. He was also in it. The Sicario one, I, I think is by far Taylor Sheridan's best, uh, best writing mm-hmm. movie Wind River right behind it, which is also on Netflix right now. I recommend to check that out. Okay. Another These are movies I'm definitely gonna check out. By the way, a, they're just it's they're it's so they're realistic. He doesn't pull punches at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's the type of movie. The movies are all of them really. You're just on the, the edge of your seat the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge uh, uh, Emily Blunt fan, so yeah, she is uh, really good in the first Sicario. I can't mm-hmm. say enough good things about the first Sicario, and I really have high expectations for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a movie I'm really anything that Taylor Sheridan writes. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just all aboard right away. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually like a... saw the trailer for the first time for this movie this yep. weekend when I went to see Quiet Place. Yep. And I didn't know it was a sequel to Zakaria, but I was like, just from the trailer, I was like, ooh, what is this? It's like yeah. scared. Yeah, it's the... Zakaria probably should have been up for an Oscar. I don't remember if it was. Mm-hmm. Hell or High Water was up for Best, best uh, Original Screenplay. Mm-hmm. And then Wind River, which I, when we did our Oscar show, I said was probably the biggest snub of all the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get nominated for best original screenplay. Wind River is so fucking good. Right. Uh, and so I have really high hopes. Because I think that this will probably cool. be up yeah. for uh, Oscars discussion uh, come the end of the year. So awesome. my number well, one, I will make sure to watch the first one and catch this one. Yep. And it comes out the same day as Uncle Drew, too. So I may just go see this and then like double feature it. Yeah, just go to maybe I go see this with the drive-ins too. I don't I don't know if they'll put Uncle Drew. Uncle <laughs> Drew, <laughs> a match <laughs> made in heaven. That's an odd, <laughs> an, odd, an odd duo, but yeah, my number one is Cario de Soldado. Uh, looking forward to it a lot. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? I don't. I'm looking forward to jumping on Fortnite tomorrow uh, slash today and playing a little Thanos mode. Awesome. Yeah, like I said, I would love to stream that. Um, so look forward to that in the future. Hopefully we'll be able to get some W's, get some Infinity Stones. Make sure you check out our Those Fake Nerds updates. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Rate, send it to your friends unsolicited. Just Facebook message them the link. They'll appreciate it. I promise. And as always, thank you so much for listening. See you guys. Love you.